Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello, my loves. Welcome back to another episode of Flush. My name is Hiva, and I'm joined here today by everyone's favorite guest co-host, Stella. Stella, how are you? I am so relaxed right now. I'm feeling totally blissed out, and I think it is the kava that you just introduced me to. (laughs) So Stella and I just went to a kava bar in New York. If you're not familiar with kava, it's a type of plant medicine It's a root of, I guess, a pepper-like plant, which I didn't know until today. And it's a little mellowy. It's a little vibey. Like it's 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 kind of used as an alternative to drinking, I think, Mm -hmm. a lot. And you know, I'm not saying it's necessarily the best for you. There are some studies that suggest it could cause liver problems over time if consumed a lot, or I think maybe if it's like impure or something, I don't know. Um, But you know, it's certainly healthier than alcohol. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And you don't get like a hangover. You're also fairly clear minded. Yeah, I feel totally clear right now. Just like super relaxed. Yeah, yeah, exactly. (gasps) Which is nice. I used to go with Van Guy a lot because he doesn't drink. And so it was kind of our spot that we went to a lot. And a couple months ago, I had a flashback to this really bad fight that we had after going one time. And I was like, oh, shit, there's like trauma from that relationship that I never really processed. Because at the time, it wasn't that weird to me, you know? Mm Mm-hmm. And when, then you're, it, when you're in the thick of it, sometimes you really can't see these things, right? You mm-hmm. need a little bit of space and distance for perspective. So I think that totally makes sense. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And so I've been meaning to go back as kind of a way of like, I don't know, reclaiming it or just getting past that. Mm, so yeah, yeah I thank love you. that. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for coming with me. My pleasure. Thanks for introducing me to it. And mm-hmm. after the initial um, uh, like feeling of numbness in my mouth <laughs> wore off, that was a little weird. <laughs> after that, I just felt like totally chill. So yeah, here we are. Yeah. And I'm glad that it worked for you because kava has this weird thing. It's called reverse tolerance. So with most like drugs, I would say, you build a tolerance over time. Mm-hmm. But with the kava, it's the opposite. So the first time that you consume it, your 
less likely to feel it. And then as you keep having it, your dosage would go down. Hmm. Well, I guess that I am just a universal lightweight then because (laughs) I had like the small dose (laughs) and I'm definitely feeling it. (laughs) I'm very glad that I did not let you talk me into the double dose. Yeah. Although it wouldn't have, it probably wouldn't have been that different. True. true, Yeah. But I'm just saying I feel great right now. (laughs) Yeah. Well, and now you know if you have it again to have like a really small one. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, that was fun. Um, so I have something I want to announce on the podcast and we're going to kind of break the fourth wall a little for this. So we are currently in New York recording, but by the time this airs, I will be in Drum roll, please. <laughs> I don't know how to make a drum roll sound. <laughs> yeah, those... Beat on the Brrrum. desk here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is going to sound terrible. <laughs> You're going to have to edit it out. <laughs> I mean, I could just edit in a drum roll sound, but no. Eh. Um, I'll be in Australia. Woo-woo. So this is something we've talked about a lot on the podcast, how I never want to have another winter. I wanted to manifest going somewhere warm for the winter, which I mean, you know, it's March, but <laughs> better late than never. <laughs> yeah. The borders were closed. I couldn't go sooner, but the borders are open now. So I'm going to be there for a month and a half. Super excited. We'll talk more about it. Hopefully, we'll find people to record with there. Oh, I'm sure you will. Honestly, like, I might have to rope Ozzy into recording. (laughs) (laughs) That's a good motivator, right? Well, actually, you know, (laughs) nobody else wants to do it. I need you to come on. (laughs) Sash, like, I literally don't know anyone on this continent, so... (laughs) (laughs) you're my only option you're my only hope (laughs) Uh, all right moving right along today we want to talk about dating apps everybody's favorite subject (laughs) (laughs) you know I've been doing a lot of research and a scientist at the Kinsey Institute said that internet dating is the second most significant event in the evolution of human reproduction in human history. Well, what? <laughs> that's, that's uh, wow, that's intense. So what's the first? Um, when Homo sapiens became non-migratory species. Something like 10,000 years ago. Wow. Okay. (laughs) So yeah, apparently, like, I don't know why people aren't talking about it more. Second most important (laughs) in human reproductive history, just to be clear, not all of human evolution. I would think that like the advent of the pill would be ranked, I mean, if not higher than that somewhere, like, because that changes reproductive patterns at least right I you know I would agree I would agree I mean let's write a letter to these Kinsey (laughs) people I need to find out who this Kinsey scientist is and we can we can have a little chat maybe we can have him on the podcast or her or them um (laughs) but 
Well, I guess, what is it? The evolution of human reproduction in human history. Yeah, the pill would seem to really fit into that. Mm -hmm. I wonder if pre-pill, people were just more savvy to like fertility awareness and things like that. So I wonder about that too, because it's not like there were no forms of birth control available. Right. right? Yeah. Fertility awareness is like very serious. And when used correctly is like pretty much fault proof. Yeah. Um, But you have to pay attention. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But I think what you said is also interesting because it's not just that the pill affects whether we conceive or not, it actually really deeply affects our like long-term fertility, like fertile health. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I kind of feel like the pill might have kind of a huge impact in terms of, I don't know, I mean, I think the argument could be made, I don't know, I'm not a scientist, don't come at me, but I think some people might argue that women are less fertile now or mm. nowadays and maybe it's because we're put on the pill at a young age yeah maybe um, again we're I'm not, not scientists either we don't no, know not, but like I think that it obviously has some very positive sides and mm-hmm. some very negative sides mm-hmm. but anyway we digress yeah, yeah. <laughs> really not what we came here to talk no, about no dating apps also dating apps have kind of been in pop culture a lot lately um with did you hear about West Elm Caleb? No. Okay, I really should have researched this. Um, it was a TikTok trend. I'm not on TikTok, so me that's neither. Part of why we're, we're ancient, <laughs> <Yeah>. apparently. <laughs> Blush does have a TikTok. If you guys want to check it out, I do post on it from time to time, but literally has like 29 followers. <laughs> the last three videos have gotten zero views. Oh, no. <laughs> Zero. That's so sad. Okay, everybody, <laughs> please follow on TikTok. <laughs> maybe, just maybe, I will actually make a TikTok account just to follow Blush. I think I've been like shadow banned because <laughs> I posted some kind of like videos that had sexual content. I mean, they're they're not like pornography. It was like clips of people mentioning sexuality. Yeah, that doesn't sound problematic to me. <laughs> but I think that they do that. Oh, like with Instagram okay. too, if they flag something as potentially sexual, oh. then they limit, unless mm. you have in your profile that you're okay seeing certain content, then like they won't show it to people. I don't know. Gotcha. It doesn't matter. So yeah, West Elm Caleb was some TikTok trend. My understanding is that it's a young man who lives in New York City who presumably works at West Elm and he was on dating apps you know Mm -hmm. as one is and matching and dating various women and somehow it came out that he's kind of pulling the same moves with different women (laughs) (laughs) tell me more (laughs) that's like really all I know but I don't it doesn't sound that sinister to me okay it's just like he has a repertoire of things like like kinds of dates or kinds of things that he likes to say and Mm -hmm. he uses the same repertoire with every woman that he dates that's my understanding (laughs) and I will say he's accused of love bombing also okay yeah but not I don't think it's any deeper than that Mm -hmm. I don't know if anyone knows more about this uh write in it's also kind of old news by that now (laughs) like TikTok trends just come and go so quickly you Mm -hmm. know um so yeah I 
I really, I don't know. And then there's the Tinder swindler. Oh, yes. I haven't seen that yet of you. Oh, oh my, my God. God. Yes. I need to see it. I'm also kind of like terrified. Well, but also not because I know that it, well, I mean, never say never. I don't think it would happen to me <laughs> because it just seems so absurd. Well, here's the thing with Tinder Swindler, which is exceptionally hard to say, by the way. Maybe it's just me. I like mumble my words a lot. I don't know, but I find it very hard to say. And Anna Delvey. I think a mm. similar thing is at play. And I'm not saying their intentions are similar because I actually think they were very different. But I think people's experiences with both of them is like they're spending so much money. Like they clearly have money. Why would I not just pick up this tab or pay for this? Mm -hmm. Like there's no reason to question it. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I guess caution if you see someone who has all the markings of wealth who is spending tons of money and then suddenly needs money from you don't do not give it. yeah do not take out your checkbook yeah <laughs> hide your wallet yeah <laughs> oh man all right so let's maybe start with dating app pictures cuz that's kind of the first thing that everyone looks at right mhm mm mm -hmm. So you mean like what would what would be successful pictures or? Yeah, like yeah. I have advice on this yeah. and I, I want your feedback. Oh, yeah, sure. So and and, and like please share anything you think because you're on apps. I am so. on all the apps. Well, not all, but many. Um, so first I would just preface this by saying that obviously I'm a woman uh, dating men. And mm -hmm. so the commentary that I will offer is based on that perspective. But obviously mm -hmm. this is just a small group of uh, the possibilities out there. <laughs> yes, yes. And honestly, this whole episode is pretty heteronormative mm -hmm. just because we are both hetero and <laughs> I just really cannot speak much to anything else. Yeah, so same. I just don't, yeah. Um, but I do think a lot of these apply for women also. And mm -hmm. I would imagine would apply across the board. Like my number one thing is post as many photos as you can. Yes. Yes. Like, I agree. Don't leave a slot open. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 Like don't, if, if an app gives you the opportunity to post more, post more, definitely. And so I would say like what I look for is you should have a really great photo as your first photo, mm -hmm. a great photo that shows your face, like maybe close up mm -hmm. with a, with a smile, like mm -hmm. show me a smile, show me Agreed. some teeth. Agreed. <laughs> That's yeah. another one. If you're not showing your teeth in any of your photos, I'm like, does this person have teeth? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> so show so them funny. in at least one. Yeah. So great first photo. Very important. Um, also important to have photos that show um, like at least one that's full body, right? Mm -hmm. So so mm -hmm. close-ups are great, but like show full body as well. Um, also like show yourself like in action, like doing something you love, something like that. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I would yeah. say like figure out what's important to you and use each photo, except for have one close-up and one full body. And then the rest of the slots, find photos that show the things that are important to mm -hmm. you. Yeah. So like if travel is important to you, 
then have travel photos. But if it's not, then you don't need to do it just because other people do. Exactly. Yeah. 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 And also, I mean, you can think about what could be a conversation starter too. Mm -hmm. I mean, anything in a profile can be a conversation starter. But like, for example, like I have traveled a lot. And so some of my photos are like in foreign countries. And I love it if a guy like starts a conversation about that. So Mm -hmm. yeah. Um, Also have like, Kind of current photos. Oh, yes. Current is important. <laughs> Particularly, I mean, if it, it, I think it's one thing. I mean, some I'm trying to think about the different photos that I'm using. I have some photos that are maybe from like five years ago, but I look the same. Yeah. That's the thing. Like if you look the same, then fine. But if you really don't look the same as your photos, like that's a problem. Like you yeah. should be presenting yourself in an authentic way. Yeah, I remember um, a guy friend of mine wanted to get me on dating apps many years ago. And he's like, we need to find photos of you where it's not obvious how short you are. And I was like, what? Why? Wouldn't the end game be for me to meet this person in real life? Yes. Where they would, I'd <laughs> rather them know up front how short I am. So if that's a problem, they could swipe left. Like, why would I want to trick someone? And it's the same thing with men who lie about their height. And so many of them do, as I've learned over the years. (laughs) Yeah. I remember early COVID, there was this meme that was like, yeah, sorry, the pandemic is still going on. It's just that we don't know how to be six feet apart from each other because men constantly lie about being Ah. six feet on dating apps. (laughs) So we have no perception of what six feet is anymore. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I've been on a number of dates with guys who said they were six feet and could not have been more than like five, nine, five, ten. It's what yeah. and the thing is, the cool thing about dating apps is you can find someone who is into whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, let's say you're overweight. There are people who are into that oh totally so why would you want to lie and get the person who isn't into that Mm -hmm. when you have this endless directory of finding people that are into that exactly I think there's nothing to lose from like being really authentic Mm -hmm. you know if you are trying to edit things or you know make yourself look a different way like eventually they're going to figure it out and I mean, why not just be authentic up front? That's what I think. Yeah. And also studies show that women who are less conventionally hot get way more. It's like two to three times more right swipes or likes or whatever on dating apps than like the really conventionally hot ones. I love that. Yeah. Well, I think and I think it also might have something to do with the fact that they probably seem more approachable. Mm-hmm. I mean, if if someone is like model pretty and built like a model and all of that, I mean, that's probably pretty intimidating for a lot of guys. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, I'm sure there are some guys who are looking for that, but probably not most of them. Yeah. And it's, I think it really, what they, what that study concluded was that like the average or like when you take an aggregate Everyone finds, you know, girl B less hot than girl A. But the thing is, there are a bunch of people who are specifically into girls, girl B's look. Mm -hmm. And that's why. 
So you want to find the people that are specifically into whatever you're putting out. So just be real. Yes. And you're not going to be for everyone just as everyone is not for you. This Mm -hmm. is still something that I'm learning. (laughs) I think we all are, right? Can't please all of the people all of the time. You can't expect everyone to swipe right on you all of the time. (laughs) Yep. Yeah. That's yeah. Um, specifically for men, I would say I've talked about this before. I'll talk about it again. The fish pictures. Oh my God. Yeah. (laughs) And I will say this. If you are really, really into fishing and it's very important to you to find a woman who is also into fishing or who is into the fact that you're into fishing, by all means, put the fish photo up. But if that's not the case, then you're closing the pool by putting that fucking fish photo up. Just take it out. Like, like, what are you trying to communicate? You can catch a fish? Cool. I'm not impressed by your casual murder hobby. Like, (laughs) (laughs) stop. Or, you know, it's not so much that it's about fishing per se. It's that it's such a cliche. Yes. I think that's what annoys me yes. about it. Like that and like skydiving. Like, okay, cool. You went skydiving. I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> like every other profile has a photo like that, it seems, these days. Yeah. And again, if it's the most important thing to you, like you go skydiving, skydiving once a month, you mm-hmm. need to find someone who's also into it. By all means, put it up. Put up whatever is so important to you. But if it's not, if you're just trying to be like, look, I did this cool thing once, not impressed. Mm -hmm. Show me what you actually do on the regular. Yes, agreed. Definitely. Definitely. I love a good photo of a man in a kitchen. Just saying. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Although there was one profile that I saw recently that had a photo of a man in a kitchen cooking at the stove, but it was so staged that it looked like he hired (laughs) someone to do like professional photos for his profile. And I mean, I'm not going to knock that. Also, I think there's a time and a place for that. But like, if it's like a lifestyle photo like that, it shouldn't look like it could be used as a stock photo for like, a cooking company or something like, this. like be a little more candid yeah just saying yeah yeah I'm with you um the other thing I can't imagine that people still do this a lot but I just have to throw it out there in case they do the photos with like sedated lions and stuff oh god yeah that's always a no that's never in good taste just like it's just if you're not that. aware of how cruel this is um maybe give a little peep to tiger king Um, yeah (laughs) it's a beautifully done documentary Mm -hmm. about the mistreatment of big cats Seriously, with other though. intrigue yeah. oh gosh other things happen but that's neither here nor there but seriously it's like actually pretty fucked up you really shouldn't do it like if you've done it you know I think we only recently became wise to how fucked up it is so don't beat yourself up but like certainly don't advertise it yes yes on the other hand though Um, I mean, I don't think I'm alone in this. I am still charmed by photos with cute dogs. Oh my God. Yeah. (laughs) Like it doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. That is, yes, that is a cliche, but if you have a dog and you take a cute photo with that dog, wow. Like I am much more likely to swipe right. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. And if you don't have a dog, find a friend's dog. Yeah, borrow a dog. Exactly. Yeah. Find a dog on the street. I mean, there are ways. Whatever it takes. Yes. Yeah. No, I'm a huge fan of the dog photos. 
Uh, definitely some of my openers have been, it, please tell me that's your dog. But actually, even if it's not well played. Yeah. <laughs> okay. One last thing on photos. Actually, two last things. Real quick. Um, studies show that for both men and women, posting multiple photos increases your number of matches by over 35%. And multiple studies show that looking directly into the camera is considered more attractive. So just that real Mm -hmm. quick. I agree. What are your thoughts on group photos? Ooh, okay. Group photos. Well, I, I hate it when somebody puts a group photo as the first photo because instantly I'm like, I don't even know who you You are. You cannot. Yeah. It's it's a terrible idea. Do not do that. Maybe put it more towards the end of your profile. Maybe consider like blurring out the faces as some people Mm. do or putting like an emoji over the faces of the other people. I've Mm -hmm. seen that. Like that works fine. It shows you hanging out with your buddies, like Mm -hmm. great. But it should, by the time I look at a group photo, I should know which one is you. Yep. So like put it towards the end of your profile. Yeah. Yeah. With the first photo, keep in mind, if someone's just running through and swiping real quick, they're not even scrolling. Mm -hmm. So the first photo is kind of everything. Look sweet, look nice, look attractive. And no one has time to play detective and try to figure out which one is you. Mm -hmm. And also it can really backfire because what if you're looking and you're like, oh, I hope it's this one. Oh, yeah. I do. Honestly, I do. I do that all the time. I'm like, okay, I can't tell who this is. If I scroll down and it's not the one I think is cute, (laughs) (laughs) then swipe left. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like there's a lot to lose with putting up group Mm -hmm. photos. Yeah. Because there's that or there's people judging your friends or Mm -hmm. so you know what I mean I just I think all we're trying to communicate with group photos is like hey I have friends but does that need to be communicated I mean hopefully you have friends anyway yeah (laughs) and don't need a photo to prove it um but so I think that uh, the the photo with friends can work if it's placed properly within a profile like towards Mm -hmm. the end Mm mm-hmm Okay. All right. So let's move on to like the bio and the prompts and the things like that. The number one thing I would echo with photos is take advantage of Mm -hmm. all of them. Like everything in your profile is a limited opportunity to showcase yourself. So when you don't take advantage of those opportunities, it comes off as lazy or cocky Mm -hmm. or like too cool for school yeah I couldn't agree more like if I see a profile that has nothing in it I am not interested yeah like you're it's a lost opportunity it's a chance for you to show me and all of the thousands upon thousands of other women who are on these apps or men depending on who you're looking for right uh a little bit of who you are who you are and what you're looking for Mm -hmm. and maybe not for everyone but I think that probably for most people that's somewhat important at least Mm -hmm. you know um so yeah so if there's a profile that is not fully filled out not great um I think that you know, there are certain prompts that are better than others. And well, and then only certain apps have the prompts, of course. But I mean, like Hinge has a ton of different prompts, Bumble mm-hmm. too. Mm-hmm. And there are some that I think are more successful than others, um, just as conversation starters. But mm-hmm. yeah, definitely fill out the whole pro- profile. And I'd say what I look for is a balance between 
sincere and funny. <laughs> like, Agreed. Like some, it could be 50-50. It could be like mostly sincere. And one of them is funny. But I love, if something makes me chuckle, like it's much more likely for me to uh, actually like the profile. Mm-hmm. And if funny isn't your thing, that's fine too. Just be sincere. Mm-hmm. But what I really don't like is when they're like, oh, this prompt is so dumb. Then pick another one. Yeah. No one put a gun to your head and told you to choose this one. Why would you choose this one? There are other options. What a strange, strange way to behave. Yeah. (laughs) Um, And in general, when people sound really jaded. Mm -hmm. I hate that. That's the worst. Yeah. Like the swipe left if blah, blah, blah. I mean, if you have like a really serious deal breaker that you want to be very clear about communicating, I think that's one thing. But being very jaded in the sense of like, oh, I hate filling out these prompts. Like, no. Mm -hmm. Well, but see, I think if you have a really serious thing, you can rephrase it as the positive. Mm -hmm. So like, let's say you're only looking for a serious relationship. Instead of swipe left if you only want to hook up, you could write looking for a serious relationship. You know what I mean? Excellent point. Yeah, And that's a positive. Mm -hmm. So I I just, I don't think it's necessary to be negative. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And why not state it in an affirmative manner? Like not, I'm not looking for this, but rather this is what I'm looking for. This is what I'm here for. If that's Mm -hmm. what you're here for, let's connect. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And also, like you mentioned, pick things that make it easy to start a conversation. I've said this before. I'll say it again. I think two truths and a lie is Mm, beautiful for that. It's just inviting someone. And there's a way to showcase like two to three things about you. Mm Mm-hmm. Plus, it gives someone the most perfect opportunity to slide in and say something. Mm -hmm. Yes, I totally agree. And also, um, do respond to that. Do put in actual truths and lies. Don't write humble brag, humble brag, obvious lie. Because yeah. that was the that was funny the first time all of us read it on somebody's profile. But I see it so often now mm-hmm. <laughs> that yeah, that's just. We're over that. Mm-hmm. Mine, almost no one got right. Because my lie was that I speak four languages mm. and I speak three. Oh, it's one of those kinds of lies. <laughs> yeah. I like but that. But it's, I could speak four. You know, I yeah, look true, four and true, it's true. believable. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah. But yeah, I don't think you need to overthink it. Um, Anything else on prompts, bio? Well, actually, why don't I just share some of the best responses that I've seen? I mean, I always I always try to screenshot something like if it actually catches my attention and makes me laugh. So let's mm-hmm. see. Let's see what we've got here. Um, hmm. OK, this one, the prompt is oh, and this is on hinge. The prompt is craziest office holiday party. The response is. I used to run an events company that held a fake holiday office party. People got to make up fake jobs and act the part all night. I read that and I was like, I want to go to this party. This sounds awesome. Oh my God. (laughs) Right? (laughs) That sounds so cool. Yeah. So that was, I thought, an excellent response. Um, Also, like just straight up hilarious. Uh, a A shower thought I recently had. This guy said... Opening a late night donut shop near multiple bars called Drunken Donuts. (laughs) (laughs) Or 
this is a double one, turning an old ambulance into a food truck and calling it queso emergency. Like, <laughs> how funny are those? I mean, I'm also a sucker for like a cheesy dad joke. I mean, a double pun kind of not intended there with the queso, but also intended because that's just who I am. Um, so things like that. I just, I think it's so, it's so funny. It's so silly. Mm-hmm. Um also, also silly, but if a little problematic, maybe. Um, perfect first date. Let's go to couples therapy and see how long it takes the therapist to realize we don't know each other. <laughs> like, how hilarious is that? That sounds like a great first date. <laughs> Wait, I'm dying. Also, I will note that this guy has a photo with a puppy directly above this prompt. So just saying the, the puppy photos, you know, they're, they're winners. That's that is so funny, right? I know these are great, great <laughs> activities. See how long it takes the therapist to realize we don't know each other, right? That is yes. so funny. Um, and then and then this. Please I mean, tell this, me you swiped right on him. Oh, totally. Okay, <laughs> I can't remember if we actually ever matched, but anyway, I did swipe right on that. And then, I mean, this is a little cliche maybe, but I got a kick out of this. This one guy just put together all of the prompts in his response. <laughs> Believe it or not, I, is the prompt, he said, won't shut, up, won't shut up about my greatest strength, unusual skills, a social cause I care about. Dating me is like a shower thought I had recently, <laughs> which is dumb, but it made me laugh. <laughs> yeah. So things like that. I mean, you can also you can also kind of uh, take a darker turn uh, as some do. I mean, some people have a dark sense of humor, so I'll know it's time to delete Hinge when my wife finds out. Kidding, <laughs> kidding, kidding. She's dead. <laughs> like that got really dark really fast, but I still had a little snicker at it. So <laughs> <laughs> Um, you know, one thing I always wanted to do before I ever actually got on dating apps, and no one thought this was funny, but I thought it was hilarious. Um, take all of the worst photos of me. And I mean, photos where like one eye's closed and one's <laughs> open, you know, like the photos, like there's like photos of me where I'm laughing and I look like a hyena, like all those really weird photos and use all of those for my profile. You know, it would be a very interesting social experiment. I think you should do it. <laughs> I just want to see, cause like, I think someone who would swipe right on that is someone who has a good sense of humor. Mm-hmm. You know, oh, totally, totally. I love a well-placed bad photo, but like yeah. it needs to, you have to give the context for it. Like a crazy costume, for example. Mm-hmm. Um, there was one, there was one guy with a crazy costume that like, if I just seen the photo alone, I've been like, what the hell is this? This is weird. Mm-hmm. But it basically was him like with a fake mustache uh, very kind of 80s looking outfit, mm-hmm. ill-fitting, se- severely unattractive with a huge, huge like video camera on his shoulder. And it turned out that the caption was basically he was like, dad is here to take video of your Halloween costume. So it's like <laughs> a dad from the 80s. like. <laughs> and I thought that was hilarious. But the photo alone was like uh, tragic. Right. <laughs> All right, um, let's move on to the opening message. Oh, this is a tricky one. I have a hard time with this. 
So I have thoughts. Mm -hmm. Number one, I mean, I really have just two thoughts and it's an either or situation. So I don't have a lot to say. I think you should, if possible, comment on or ask about something in their profile. Mm -hmm. Ideally, the thing that made you swipe right. Now, if the only thing that made you swipe right is like you think they're cute, then find something else that's not looks-based, you know, one of the answers to the prompts or like maybe that person in their costume, whatever. And it's ideal if you can ask a question like, oh, I saw that you were in Florence. Like, cool. When were you there? Like, what were you doing there? Did you like it? You know, totally something that can spark conversation. Now, if their profile really gives you nothing to work with, then I think you should have a backup question in mind Mm -hmm. and it's just some standardized thing that you use, but that's a little, like, I think it should be like a hypothetical question. Um, the Carl Jung questions that we talked about a million episodes ago. Do you remember those? those. Yeah. Like something like that. I'll repeat it. It's, um, if anyone actually wants to do it, I'll say the three questions. And as you're listening, think of your answers And then I'll tell you what Carl Jung says they mean. So Carl Jung is kind of like the father of the unconscious. He's a psychologist. So number one is, what animal do you most admire and why? Number two, what article of clothing do you like the most and why? And number three... What is your favorite type of water? And it could be like ocean, river, pond, a glass of water, a bath, a pool, anything. And give three reasons why. I love these so much. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Okay, so if you're listening, pause, answer the questions, unpause when you're done. I'll tell you now what they mean. So number one, the animal you most admire is how you subconsciously view yourself. So the reasons that you gave for that animal is how you subconsciously see yourself. The second one, the article of clothing, is how other people see you. Mm -hmm. And the last one, the water thing, is your feelings towards sex. (laughs) <laughs> yes. And when you first talked about it on the podcast, I did I did the whole thing. I paused and I mm-hmm. thought about it and I like wrote it down and it was just like, whoa, mind blown. Yeah. <laughs> and then you revealed all of those things. So yeah. Do I think you remember that's so what good. your answers were? Yes. <laughs> Do you want to share? You don't sure, have to. Sure, sure. Okay. <laughs> why not? Um, so the animal that I chose was a dog, like a golden retriever, mm-hmm. basically. And I admire I admire dogs in general, but I mean, a golden retriever is kind of like, to me, the epitome of this, that they are just these supremely loving beings. Mm-hmm. And so that was really sweet to feel like, oh yeah, deep down that is, I guess, how I feel about myself. Like I am a supremely loving being. I have a lot to offer, a lot of love to offer. So um, anyway, if anybody is listening and, you know, your curiosity is peaked. Hit me up. But <laughs> single men. Ah, yeah, single men. This is the new plush ah. dating app. <laughs> just kidding. Um. Anyway, uh, the the piece of clothing. So what I my first, 
my first thought was something like a really beautiful, elegant dress or something. Cause like, that's, I mean, that's how I like to dress. I have a very kind of like feminine, um, classic style, mm-hmm. but I was like, no, that's too obvious. You know what I'm going to go with? I'm going to go with like my like workout outfits, mm-hmm. you know, because mm-hmm. like when I put on, you know, leggings and like a sports bra, I, I just feel powerful. It reminds me that I am powerful and that I can do hard things and that I shouldn't underestimate myself. And so, mm-hmm. and so it was a reminder that it, yes, other people often remind me of how strong I am because mm-hmm. I don't necessarily see it in myself. Um, and then the, the, for the water, I chose the ocean. I mean, mm-hmm. I love the ocean. I grew up near the ocean. I live close to the ocean now. And it's just like this immense um like immense indescribable beautiful body of water with the waves that come and go and just like envelop you and it's mysterious mm. and you cannot plumb its depths like uh <laughs> you know I, mean? I mean i meant that in a non-sexual way just saying i meant it in like like psychological depths like and 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 for me like you know learning then that this is like how one thinks about sex I was like well yeah I mean it is like about this incredibly deep connection to me Mm -hmm. like unfathomable depths yeah Mm -hmm. so (laughs) yeah no it it all fits anyway those were my answers uh but yeah I have not used those like on a dating app uh I have done them in conversation on a date Mm -hmm. uh but not like on the app But I think you're totally right to, you know, start a conversation based on something that you see on someone's profile. Yeah. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. And if that doesn't work, then go to something else. And if you don't want to use these questions, like a fuck, marry, kill, that's kind (laughs) of funny. Like just something that is kind of light and gets conversation going. I just think if you're like, hey, how are you? Or like, hey, what's up? It's like, I don't know you. Mm-hmm. I don't want to have small talk. I don't want to have small talk with people I actually know. Like, I don't want to have small talk with you. you yeah, know? exactly. Exactly. There's so many, there's only so many times that you can answer like, how was your day or how was your week or whatever? Yeah. It's the same <laughs> yeah. old boring shit. Let's move on. Totally. Totally. I think I have the hardest time with conversation starters when it comes to Bumble, right? Because mm-hmm. the woman needs to make the first move. hmm Um, and, and I've done all sorts of things like from the, just like, Hey, how are you? Hey, it's nice to meet you to the, Hey, great to connect. I see that you did this or that, or you went here or there and your profile is so cool. Like I've been there too. What did you think? Or whatever, like the very, Mm -hmm. like making a connection kind of conversation starter. And I've had both of those often like go unanswered and then the match disappears. Mm -hmm. And so it's sometimes not clear to me like what people are more interested in responding to because I've done like very well thought out uh, questions and responses on that and still like received nothing on the other end. Um, But maybe I'm just overthinking it. Well, I don't think it's what you asked, honestly. I think it's mostly like, A, maybe they just didn't see the match before it expired, which happens. Mm, It's happened to me. That's a good point. Um, And B, there's this phenomenon that I've heard about that men 
swipe right on everyone mm-hmm. and then see who they match with and go with there. Oh, yes. And and then there, of course, are accidental swipes, too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like I occasionally, particularly in Bumble, I don't know, Bumble is like weird, but I've definitely accidentally swiped in the opposite direction that mm-hmm. I'm into. Um, I have to. Yeah. Yeah. And also, also funny story. There was a guy that I matched with on Hinge um, who I actually like went on a few dates with but it turned out not to like be the right connection or whatever uh but there was a little back and forth after that and then he swiped right on me on bumble and I was like wait what do I do with this (laughs) and so I was like it'll be awkward if I don't respond to it right so like I did respond and I said hey like was this on purpose and he was like oh I was probably swiping in traffic (laughs) (laughs) like while sitting in traffic and I was like well thank you Thank cool. you, but uh, yeah, so never mind on that. <laughs> I mean, I wasn't like actually interested, but I was just like, I feel like I should acknowledge it. Yeah. So that was kind of hilarious. Yeah, that happens. Um, okay, moving on to when to meet. I don't have a lot to say on this, but I did read something very interesting Um Scientists found that when communication lasts for three or more weeks before a meeting, we are more likely to be disappointed by the Mm. first meeting. I think there's something to be said for that. Yeah. They theorize that the reason is we're really bad at predicting who we like in person and prolonged texting builds up unrealistic expectations. Oh, that makes so much sense. I agree. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, yeah, I think it's better to meet sooner. Uh, I've done kind of all different amounts of time, like based on where we were in the pandemic also, Mm -hmm. like a lot of my 2020 dating was video dates for the most part. And then like, if I was really interested in someone, like then we would meet up. Mm -hmm. But like even the person that I went on the most video dates with and like had great zoom chemistry like when we met up in person it was just like there was nothing there Mm -hmm. (laughs) so not even that can be a good predictor I really think there is no substitute for meeting in person yeah and so like nowadays I'm trying to do it more within like a week if possible two Mm -hmm. weeks at the most Mm -hmm. but like a week or two I mean like message back and forth a little bit at first to see like if we can hold some sort of conversation, like, does it look like we have anything in common? Is there interest in meeting on both sides? Mm-hmm. Um, and then just go do it. Because so often, like, I mean, I think my gut is pretty spot on, like, 99% of the time. Like, I know immediately when I meet someone, like, if I'm going to be remotely interested or not. And you just, as I said, there's no substitute for that. So yeah. I think it's better to do it sooner because then you know. And if there's nothing there, you move on to the next. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. And also, just real quick, I'm sure everyone knows this, but make sure you're safe. Make sure you're meeting in a public place. Make oh, sure absolutely. you tell mm-hmm. someone that you're going on a date. Give them their information. Frankly, I would recommend having your location on at all times. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a great idea. I don't always do that, but I should. <laughs> Thank yeah. you for the reminder. <laughs> yeah, it's just you never know. Yeah. I mean, it's most likely very safe, but there are one-offs. So it's just so helpful that if someone knows where you're going, who you're going with, mm-hmm. 
and, you know, expects to hear from you at some yeah. point. And one thing that I will sometimes do also for a first date is like, well, I prefer definitely no dinner on a first date. That's mm-hmm. the, I've done that before. That <laughs> generally has yeah. not gone well because then you have to sit through a whole dinner with someone that maybe you're not really into. Uh, but so I like to do drinks like Same. if it's a weekday or like a coffee, uh, if it's a weekend, something like that. But a drink, an after work drink is great. It can be alcoholic or not, like whatever works for you. Um, and I I like to say I have a dinner afterwards, whether mm-hmm. or not I actually have a dinner, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know, because it's like it creates the expectation that like I don't have the whole evening free. I have somewhere I need to be after this. There's somebody who's waiting for me. Um, and, uh, you know, and then like if for some reason I'm really enjoying this person's company, I can, you know, look at my phone and say, oh, my God, my friend just canceled <laughs> or something yeah. like that. I mean, I don't know if I've ever actually done that, but it does like you can build that into it it is possible and I just think it's better for like protecting your time and energy Mm -hmm. and also thinking about safety and like maybe even if I am if if I don't have a dinner with a friend like I will be texting with a friend like sometimes it's you too Mm -hmm. you know and saying like okay um yeah I you know I just I just finished this date and I'm like really not into it so that's that but just updating you yeah Yeah, that's, I would always do that. Um, My reasoning was almost different. I just have a bizarre thing with my evenings and I do not like to make plans in the evenings. Like I just like my evenings to be free. And now when I really like someone either romantically or as a friend, I'll make exceptions, but I would always be like, yeah, I have plans like at six. So could you do like a little daytime drink? Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's great. I like to have my evenings, (laughs) many of them at least, alone at home, nice and peaceful. Like, yeah, Yeah. because I just don't if it's not going to vibe, I don't want to have wasted my whole evening on you. Absolutely. Oh, my gosh. Um, Yeah, I, I can totally, totally relate to that. And And if you have wasted your whole evening on someone, like it's really disappointing. But then when you finally do get home, it's Uh, like, oh, what a relief, the best feeling. Am I right? I had a very bad date last night that culminated in me getting home and being like, oh, alone at last. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Oh, yeah. I'm sorry about that. Uh, So it goes, you know. Yeah. Yeah, it does. The search continues. I mean, the thing with dating apps is it's like a funnel. You know, like, have you heard of the sales funnel? Uh, Maybe. Can you explain it a little yeah. more? So it's something anyone who went to business school knows this. Um, even if you don't work in sales, for some reason, they teach it to everyone. Um, so there's a sales funnel where... There's think of, you know, what a funnel looks like. Mm-hmm. So there's the people that you I don't know how it is in sales, but like you reach out to whatever. And then like the people who actually are willing to engage in a conversation and then it keeps funneling down to ah. the people you actually make a sale to. Oh, that makes sense. Yes. So it's the same with dating apps, right? Mm-hmm. At the very top, the widest part are all the people that you swipe right at. Yes. And then there's the people that you actually match with. Mm-hmm. And then there are the people that you actually talk to. Mm-hmm. And then there's the people that you talk to outside of the app. And then there's the people that you actually meet up with and then there's the people that you actually like when you meet up Mm -hmm. so it's it's you know yeah (laughs) Yeah. funnel gets smaller and smaller (laughs) 
Yeah. But of course the goal, well, not for everyone, but the goal for me is to arrive at one person at the end. So it's okay if it's yeah. smaller, right? And the, the possibilities get more limited because one, you know, one is, one is enough. One's what I'm looking for. Yeah. The right one though. Yeah. And just a random statistic I read, only 10% of online matches ever result in meeting up. Ah, interesting. Yeah, I think that if I ran the numbers, if I had actually paid attention to the numbers this whole time, Mm -hmm. it probably would be about the same. Yeah, Yeah, I think so too. Yeah. Um, So while we're on it, what are some other things? So that's one thing that can be frustrating about dating apps, right? Mm -hmm. What are some other things that you don't like about dating apps? Hmm, there are so many things I don't like about them. Where to begin? Um, Well, one thing I don't like about many apps is that they show your profile to people who don't meet your preferences. And I don't know, like I really, I care a lot about privacy and I don't love that like people that I'm never going to match with because like whatever it is in their profile, like it doesn't match my preferences. Like it's just never going to happen. Like I don't want my profile being shown to all of them. So mm-hmm. I wish that more apps would limit who they show you to. That's mm-hmm. like one thing. Um, let's see. I also don't love how, I mean, each app has its own algorithm, of course. Mm-hmm. And based on like, your activity and how long you've been on the app, like they tend to deprioritize you, it seems, Mm -hmm. after a certain point. I mean, I'm not an expert on this. I don't know much about the algorithms in general, Mm -hmm. but I will say that like the longer I've been on some of the apps, the quality, I mean, it's quality quality in air quotes here. Mm -hmm. The quality of the people that they're showing me is just lower than it used to be. And here I say, like, I, what I mean by that is, like, people that I'm really not interested in. So it seems like it's not learning from my swiping patterns. Mm-hmm. Um, or even in, like, say, Hinge. Uh, in Hinge, like, if you have matched with someone, at a certain point it gives you the option to say if you, if you met them in person. Mm-hmm. And then you can say if you are interested in getting to know them better or not. Mm-hmm. And then they say, okay, great. We hope it works out. Or, oh, too bad. We're sorry about that. Better luck next time. But it seems like it never, like, well, first of all, it doesn't know what to take into account because, like, there's no way to indicate what it was about that person that you didn't like. Right. Yeah. (laughs) So that's a little bit annoying. I'm like, I wish that these things, like, could be a little more intuitive, but, like, you would probably just have to input a lot more information for that to be the case. Um. Yeah. And then there are some there are some apps where like I have not seen anyone I'm like remotely interested in for like months. <laughs> mm-hmm. So there's that too. And I know that they're not they're also not showing me to many people either because I'm mm-hmm. just not getting the likes, I'm not getting any matches. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, all of that is annoying. Um yeah. Well, also dating apps are now very gamified. Mm-hmm. I mean, their intention is to keep you on as long as possible. Yeah. And to so, get you to pay for them too. Yeah. Ex- I mean, they're they're businesses. They mm-hmm. want to make money. It's not even, you know, this like big conspiracy or cruel thing. They're, a, you know, they're not like a dating charity. Like it's a mm-hmm. dating business. Yeah, they want to make money yeah. Yeah. and they make money by selling you upgrades and by keeping you on the app for longer so you see more ads Mm -hmm. so when you're on it a lot they're gonna tinker how many matches you get and in what time you get them 
so that you get that dopamine hit of a match at strategic times to kind of keep you addicted to it. Oh, man. They really know what they're doing, don't they? (laughs) Yeah. I mean, they hire psychologists. Like, they have teams of people researching how to do this to keep you hooked. I mean, same thing with Instagram and Facebook and Mm -hmm. stuff, you know, but it's just a little different because they advertise their intention is finding you love or whatever, Mm -hmm. whereas really, truly, their intention is just to make money. And I mean, as it should be, you know what I mean? It is a business. I'm not knocking that. (laughs) Um, Again, it's not a charity. So it's just, it's misaligned incentives. Yeah. 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 I wish it were a little more down the middle, maybe like, yes, of course you're a business. You want to make money. Great. Of course. But let's also prioritize like actually matching people up. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Like don't try to keep them on the app forever because it's also going to work in your favor, right? If there are more people who are finding a successful match, you know, they are going to be telling all of their friends about that. And frankly, like I was, I was not on dating apps at all until like a couple of years ago. I mean, Mm -hmm. all of my, my previous relationships were always with men that I had gotten to know like as friends first, like whether it was through like a kind of a work connection or something outside of work. Um, But I was never on the apps before that, even when I was single, obviously, uh, in part because I was like afraid of them. Mm, (laughs) And it's just become a completely different phenomenon nowadays. And I have friends who met on apps and are now Mm. married, like have been married for several years. So I have heard a lot of success stories. And that is part of what has motivated me to really give this a, a shot. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, what would you think about a dating app that's, have you seen Love is Blind? I haven't really, but do you know the premise? Um, no. (laughs) Uh, So it's a dating reality show where they can't see each other. Ah, okay. And so I, I haven't, I watched a couple episodes of the first season and I just couldn't get into it. Season two is out now and people won't stop talking about it. I just, I don't know if I can do it to myself, (laughs) but, um, but yeah, you can't see each other and uh, I don't know. You just like talk through this wall would you be into an app with no photos? Oh my gosh, I would not. Yeah, maybe, I don't, maybe, I don't think I, I feel a would. little bit shallow saying that, but also not because, well, I'm a very visual person. Um, yeah, super visual person. I am a Taurus rising. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like beauty is important to me on a like very deep, like spiritual and visceral level. So um, yeah, the visual world, like I cannot be cut off from that. But I mean, I as much as I love that idea and I love the idea of like the 19th century epistolary relationship, you know, where you fall in love through letters and then you meet whatever. Mm-hmm. Like for me, it doesn't matter like how beautiful the 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 conversation is, like how witty the banter is, like if it's texting, if it's email writing. I mean, I've I've done, you know, in, uh, before before apps and everything like I mean, I remember there were like a couple of guys like in and after college where like we, I mean, we knew each other already, but we wrote, we, we started writing these emails back and forth and they were just so beautiful and romantic. And then the moment that we met up again, it was like, wait, there's nothing actually here in terms of Mm. chemistry. Like for Mm -hmm. me, like physical chemistry is super important and looks are for better or worse, like a huge part of that. So like, I don't think I would be... (laughs) 
yeah. down for that. And in all fairness, I don't even think it's a shallow thing. Like for me, I don't go for the most like conventionally hot guy, but I like a guy who has like, I don't know, a certain type of edge in his look. Like mm-hmm. I just, I don't, you can tell things about a person in their photos other than just, you know, are they a Ken doll? Yes. You know what I mean? Yeah, like yeah. it's not this super shallow thing. It's more just there. You get a better sense of their energy and their vibe through a photo than you do through just written words. Totally agree. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And if, and if the photos are giving Ken doll vibes, though, I am also not interested. <laughs> yeah, no, me neither. I mean, I do like more conventionally attractive guys, I think, probably than you do. Mm-hmm. But yeah, if if they're just like too cookie cutter, like a male model, I'm like, no, no. <laughs> mm-hmm. Now, if you could design your own dating app, what would it look like? Ooh, I have thoughts on this. Okay. Um, well, it would account for all of the things that I dislike about other apps, obviously. Um, one of the things that I would love to kind of prioritize is um, having an audio and vis- uh, visual, uh, audio video, audio video, that's a mouthful, audio video component. Like mm-hmm. I love that Hinge has recently introduced, I mean, I don't know how recent it is anymore, but semi-recently introduced the voice prompts Yeah, because for me, hearing someone's voice is also so important. Like that mm-hmm. is a, another big part of like physical and emotional chemistry for me. Like if I can't stand the sound of your voice. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like it's not going to go anywhere. It doesn't matter how wonderful everything else is. Yeah. Um, so like having like a mandatory audio portion mm-hmm. or video with audio, I mean, and, and just video in general, like, I think it's important to like, you know, see how someone carries themselves. I think that communicates a lot. So yeah. I would, I would make sure that like it had photos, audio and video sections. I have that too. Um, I would also, I mean, I really like it when apps have more lifestyle sections that you can fill out, Mm -hmm. Um, like what you're looking for in terms of like what kind of relationship. Do you want kids or not? Do you have kids or not? Um, uh, I mean, I also like, because, because I'm, because we're into these sorts of things. I like that on Bumble, you can put like what your sun sign is. I think that's cute. It's great. You know, so I, the more of those, the better and the ability to really filter based on them, I think Mm -hmm. is great. One thing that I have not yet seen on any apps, um, but that I think should be on all of them is there should be a little box that you can tick if what you're looking for is ethical non-monogamy because there is no way to indicate that. And there are just so many profiles Mm -hmm. that I see that say it like somewhere in the text of the profile. Yeah. But you have to like sometimes scroll all the way through and then you find out and like that is not what I'm looking for. Mm -hmm. And so that's an instant no for me. And so I wish there were a way way to filter that out. So I would like make sure there were a box for that too. I agree. Although I will say kudos to the people who are that upfront about it. Yes, yeah, yeah. If that's what you're looking for, absolutely be upfront. Like put it at the top of your profile, not at the bottom. Um, great. I just wish that there were, were a way to filter since it's not what I'm looking for. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, so all of that. Um, 
Let's see. I'd also, I also love it when apps have the option to block someone because not all of them do. Mm-hmm. And like for the sake of safety, especially as a woman, I think mm-hmm. that you should be able to block someone either like when you see their profile pop up or before you ever see a profile just by like inputting their phone number. Like mm-hmm. I think that that is like super important and every app should have this. Yeah. Like imagine you get on an app for the first time after a breakup. Mm-hmm. The worst experience is seeing your fucking ex oh God. on the app. Exactly. Like if you could just immediately upon signing up, block that mm-hmm. person. Ah, uh, yes. yes. I love that. Yeah, and some apps do that, but not all of them. So like that, like to block your exes, to block people that you've already dated that you did not have a good experience with, like whether mm. it was a relationship or not. I just, I think it's really important for the sake of safety and just feeling comfortable, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and then, and then maybe this one is, maybe uh, fewer people would be interested in this, but I definitely would. I would love to be able to not just select a distance, like a radius for mm-hmm. how far I'm looking for someone, but like actually select a geographical area <laughs> on a map, which of course could limit things a lot. And I get why most apps don't do that. But I don't know. I kind of would like to be able to do that. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay. I like it. So, yeah, I think that's pretty much uh, all of it. Oh, and then also I think that every app should have in-app call and video functions Mm -hmm. because not all of them do. Mm -hmm. And, like, I don't love to give out my number early on. Mm -hmm. I have, like, a burner number that I use for that. (laughs) Google Voice number for the win. (laughs) Anyone who's listening, get a Google Voice number if you don't want to give out your real number. Just saying. Yeah. Um, and, And also, like, you know, enhanced messaging would be fun. Like, not all apps allow you to send photos, which is probably a good thing in a lot of cases but like could be used responsibly too yeah and I think that that's great or like a range of responses instead of just like hearting a message I don't know I think that enhanced kind of chat experience could be nice also I just like it when an app creates a comfortable environment where you don't feel like you need to leave the app so soon Yeah. And honestly, going back to the business side of things, this is really an episode where my MBA is coming out. So what I was talking about misaligned incentives earlier, this is an area where the incentives are aligned. It helps the user. And for the app, you're keeping people on the app Mm -hmm. for longer. So it's everyone wins. Exactly. I love that. Yeah. Mine were somewhat similar to yours. A few were different. So I want video and audio prompts and you have to answer every single prompt and at least one has to be an audio and at least one in video. Excellent. Um, I also would like some kind of running feed or stories option like you could have stories on Instagram so you don't have to tinker with your full profile but you can just randomly update oh I like that right it's it could just add more information you don't have to do it but it is an option yeah I think I think actually I haven't tried this yet but I think Raya has a status function that you can use Mm, okay yeah like that Yeah. yeah um I think I would like an app where you could designate what you want and, you know, more so definitely if you want relationship, casual, whatever, also friends, networking, and Mm -hmm. everyone could kind of be in the same space, but you can filter out people so you can choose what you see. Yeah. Um, I'd like a very long intake questionnaire 
with, you know, kind of like personality typing, astrology, all the things so that they actually make an effort into matching you. Mm -hmm. Um, I would like to choose whether you only want to see people within a certain number of miles or nationwide or worldwide, which if you are there for networking could actually be useful. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, this is the most important one, I think. After matching, you have one week for one person to message the other. And if you don't message, that's a strike. And if you get three strikes, you're out. Ooh, I like this. <laughs> right? <laughs> Incentivizing via tough love. Right? Yeah. 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 So you're not just sitting there and blindly swiping right. Mm-hmm. Like, and, and you're not just mindlessly ghosting people. Yeah. But it's and like it's follow both through. people have follow to message. Through. Yes. I yeah. like that a lot. I really do. Because, I mean, even, even if you decide you're not interested, I mean, say that. Yeah. Say, oops, that was an accidental swipe. You seem great, but I see you're looking for this. I'm actually looking for that. Wishing you all the best. Yeah. Okay, great. Beautiful. Thank you. Yeah. Done. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, I think that's my app. Um, I liked a lot of the things that you said, though, and I think we could incorporate them and create the blush app. Yes, the blush app. I love it. <laughs> All right. Do you have anything else on this or anything else with dating apps? I think we've covered a lot. We have covered a lot. I mean, I'm sure that I could continue to talk about them for (laughs) another hour or two. (laughs) Well, maybe as you, you know, see more stuff, we'll do an update to this episode at some point. Sure, sure. And hopefully, eventually, we will do the update where I talk about when I finally had the success story. <laughs> yeah. And I don't know that I've ever told the story of Ozzy and me matching and how we eventually met. I don't remember if I heard it on the podcast or if I heard it directly from you. So. Yeah, I don't think I've talked about it on the podcast. So you know what? I'll talk about that soon. All right. Because that is good. kind of a story. Mm-hmm. So Yeah. Thank you so much, Stella, for joining, being single correspondent. <laughs> My pleasure, question mark. No, just <laughs> My absolute pleasure to be here and to be the single correspondent. Sometimes slightly less pleasurable to doing to be doing this whole dating app thing. But mm-hmm. you know what? I am an eternal optimist. It's going to work out. Yeah. I mean, like everything else in life, it gets tiring. It gets discouraging. But you keep going. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, don't give up on your dreams. Yeah, precisely. And it, at the end of the day, it honestly is the most direct way to meet someone Mm -hmm. and especially to filter things out. Yes, yes. And that is definitely a silver lining to this whole thing. Yeah. And if you're someone who's single and listening and you really want to find a partner and you just don't want to be on dating apps. I've been there. Stella's been there. Probably everyone's been there. And there are times where it sucks or it feels icky or whatever. But I would really encourage you to dig deep and see what exactly it is that you're afraid of. Mm -hmm. Because there's definitely something if you're feeling that way. And I'm not going to say just push through and get on them. That's not the type of podcast this is. I really value just being honest with yourself and digging in and looking at it. Absolutely. And I think also 
you know, once you've done that, think more about like the possibilities. Like I think that mm-hmm. you get what what you put into the whole dating app experience like kind of comes back to you, I think. Like mm-hmm. I have approached it in a very kind of open-minded, positive way. And yes, I haven't had the greatest success so far, but like I've had some fun experiences mm-hmm. that are great and that I would not have had otherwise. Um, and I needed to kind of allow myself to be open enough to even mm-hmm. take that leap of faith in the first place. So think about like, the positive possibilities. Of mm-hmm. course, things can go wrong and whatnot, but who knows? You could be opening up your horizons and your world to a whole new array of interesting people. And who knows? Maybe one of them will stick. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Okay, that's a beautiful note to end on. Thank you guys so much for listening. Um, you know, in lieu of asking you to share the episode and rate, review, subscribe, yada, yada, there's a lot going on in the world right now and we are pre-recording, so I don't exactly know what the status is going to be when this comes out, but at the time of recording, there's, you know, Ukraine, there's, um, the, uh, don't say gay bill just passed in Florida, There's, you know, Texas's war on transgender. And so I would really like to ask slash encourage people to donate to causes. Mm -hmm. Um, A couple that I just have off the top of my head. There's Be Strong, who is doing a lot to help Ukrainian refugees right now. Every dollar that you donate goes directly to families. Um, Bethany Frankel is incredibly transparent about how the money is spent and constantly updates. Um, Also, the Trevor Project really helps um, LGBTQ plus youth, um, specifically, you know, their rates of suicide are a lot higher. And I can guarantee what's happening in Florida and in Texas Mm. is only going to make that go higher. So if you have a dollar to more to spare, please think about donating. If not, maybe just try to energetically hold space because if you're listening to this podcast right now, you're in a place of privilege mm-hmm. as we all are. Yeah. And, you know, let's remember that. All right. See you guys next week. Bye.